Welcome to the Sweaty Pillow Podcast, where we dive deep into the heart of menopause. It's not just about hot flashes and night sweats. It's a journey, a transformative phase of life that encompasses so much more. Here in our sanctuary, you'll find more than just another menopause podcast. We're your one-stop destination for support, bringing together doctors, thought leaders, and experts to explore the issues that matter most. So join us. Embrace the wisdom and let's navigate this menopausal adventure together. Because we see you, we hear you, we are you. Emily Wagner, I am, as we're talking now and catching up before, I'm having a fangirl moment because I watched I'm old enough to have watched 15 seasons of ER and saw it all unfold you don't know yes yes I do yes I do yes Doris no this is like this is a freaky moment right now you're big time I'm getting chills I'm getting goosebumps because the only people that like our fans are like usually like incarcerated people who write like weird letters in jail (laughs) not to like put no 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 but but I'm serious like Although the truth is, like, once in a while, I get someone who's like, I was a rabid fan, like, for whatever. And I'm like, yeah, but you don't know me because I had the tiniest, longest running part in history. <laughs> but some people are like, oh, no, no, Doris. I'm like, oh, no. God, that's amazing. It makes me No, as soon as you started talking, it was like, this is freaky. Uh, no, from the beginning and the Julia Margulies and, okay, what was George Clooney like? Just oh, give us a few nuggets here. Amazing. He was, don't say he's amazing because we're just going to fall more in love with him. Like the, I mean, look, when I started the show, I mean, maybe I was like 25 and he was a little bit old. No, actually, now I think about he was, he was probably like 32, 33. Before. He was a little older than me. So, you know, I don't know, for some reason at that age, it seemed like older, but he was so, you know, he was just coming off of whatever boring TV he'd done. Nothing that interesting. Sweetest, nicest, funniest, always making jokes in between takes like you'd be cracking up he would like take his gloves and like blow it up and let it like (laughs) really silly lovely so sweet um i remember like we would go to chicago to film and i would just like want to go to my hotel room and go to sleep he'd be like wags wags get down there i'm like please he's like wags get get your ass down can i see get your butt down here now and i was like oh okay i guess i should go like you know the stars of the show i was like and it's just so fun so adorable, so sweet, not creepy, not one of those like the creepers. You know, there's a lot of creepers in show business. Well, you would you would know being a starlet in Hollywood and all the things that you're involved in. Um, that is a very cool insight. Thank you for sharing. Actually, every single person on that show was Anthony, Anthony Green, um, Anthony Edwards, Juliana. Every single person was amazing. Such a nice run. And you were on for all 15 seasons. It's just iconic. It was iconic. I mean, it was interesting, like as an actor, start like my first, basically like one of my first jobs. Ironically, I almost didn't even go to the audition because um, I was rehearsing this other show for MTV called Singled Out. Okay. And then... 
I was over there like rehearsing it for four weeks. Well, there's a twist. There's a big twist. This is not that interesting, but there is a twist. And I was like, oh, I got this audition for something called Ur. You know, my agent really wants to go just at Warner Brothers. I'm just going to drive over and I'll be back. And I did it. And it was like literally supposed to be one, one, one day, one line. The show hadn't aired yet. And then they just kept bringing back. But it turned out that had I not gone, I actually ended up getting fired from Singled Out when we did the final, it was a game show with Chris. Oh my God. Chris. Oh my, I'm t- anyway, Jenny McCarthy. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. The playboy. Yeah. Girl. Oh yeah. It replaced me. I wouldn't say I got fired. I was replaced <laughs> Yeah. right okay. before we were about to shoot. And I'd been rehearsing this game show. It was like some silly MTV game show in the nineties. And I was just like a little chubby, kind of like small boobs, like not super. I was like the, I was like the funny character actress. I was never yeah. like, never a starlet. I was always the funny kind of goofy looking character actress. And they were like, they said that the head of MTV wanted. Boobs. Let's just be honest. And I was like, are you going to pay me for the six weeks that I just. <laughs> so anyway, I was like, thank God I got the ER thing. And then that turned out to be just really amazing for a lot of reasons. Oh, yeah. So big time L.A. actress. I'm just going to say that because we're we're here filming in a smaller Canadian city. Okay. So you are big time. Well, but well. more than that, you're this unbelievable visionary entrepreneur. You're the founder and editor of Groomed L.A. And for everyone listening, Groomed L.A. is this curated, magical online platform of the coolest beauty wellness, self-care. Oh, and by the way, what's hot to do in LA? It is just, I'm a subscriber. I love your content. Oh, and you're the founder of Micropause, which is a very, very interesting supplement for menopausal women. So we're going to get right into it. Thank you for doing this with us because you're a special woman and we need more of you in our community. Um, Tell us about your aha moment in your journey that enabled you to create and envision micropause. Tell us about all that. Absolutely. It was 2018 and I was working, I'm also like a creative director and I do brand consulting and stuff. It's like my day job, one of my day jobs. Um, And I was working as a consulting creative director for a CEO and it was like, I was in the C-suite. I didn't even know what a C-suite was because I come from like <laughs> a very different world, but I got this job and I'm like, okay. And I'm like wearing a, I, I think I was almost like cosplay, right? I was like wearing a thing and a suit <laughs> and, and not quite a suit, but definitely layers. There was There's wool- a blazer. Was there a structured blazer involved? Some herringbone. So <laughs> I started to, honestly, I was like dripping down my legs. It felt like my wa- like a water had broke and I was sweating and I was like, oh, this must be that thing, but no one, no, there was no conversation in 2018, zero, no, maybe 2017, no one was talking about it. Um, and I was like the oldest one of my friends. I was like, Oh my God, wait, could this, no, this can't be that thing that I've heard about that maybe my mom talked about, but not really. So then I realized, Oh my goodness, I'm starting to go through this perimenopause, which goes for a long time. I had my period. I mean, I was having babies at 43. Like I, I, I didn't even know anything about hormones and stuff. I was such a late bloomer. So as that started to happen, um, I, I remember, you know, still kind of in denial of what was going on. I didn't realize, I didn't know what it was. I didn't even know it was this whole thing. So 
at that point, I said, oh, I must be going through that perimenopause thing that I've heard about. And I'm going to go to get some stuff. I didn't even think you go to the doctor. I didn't even know how big it was. No one talked about it. Like I've just done that six times. So, you know, went to CVS and there's like, <laughs> I didn't even know what you called it. Uh, you know, very, very naive. So I'm realizing there's nothing here. Didn't even think to go to my doctor about it. Um, and that's when the wheels started turning, right? Like, this is kind of strange that I can't just like go to CVS and get like a pill or some supplement. Yeah. There was no perimenopause aisle, the way they have tampons and yeah. sexual wellness and postpartum. And Isn't that crazy? Isn't that crazy that there's aisles of these products for every young woman that gets their period for this, the first time, but every woman will go through menopause and there's not a thing directing you in the healthcare system on where to find what you need. Well, it, will be, it will be changing. So yeah, that's what we're doing. So, and then um, just randomly, you know, at that point I had um, a girlfriend reach out to me who's not even in this space. She's actually in show business and was like, I, I want to do something with you. You know, you've got your finger on the pulse. Let's create a product. And I was like, Oh, that's interesting. Well, funny that you mentioned that because I've noticed this that, and, and she was like, oh, that's amazing. So we started kind of like brainstorming back in 2018. There was no brands. And we I remember we made a deck. And because at that point, we were like, oh, we're going to raise money. We kind of didn't know what we were doing. Neither of us had created a product before. We have to make a deck. And you do the SWOT analysis. And, you know, the, that deck from 2018, I still have it, is so funny because it showed like what was on the market. And there were things you could go on Amazon and buy, but like they literally looked like it was like, Branding golden girls, full on golden girls, like flowers and like ladies, like pencil drawings of women and just like super like we're cool. You know, we're like up, we're like going to like discos every Saturday night. At least we were back in L.A. Like we're 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 we're, we're not we could not relate to any of those brands. So we started brainstorming about this. And back then, I mean, this is like the whole I, I guess I'm going to edit this. The bottom line is started working on that kind of a different formulation, a different product, a different idea, a different market, a different customer. Pandemic hit, everything shut down. Then when I went to revisit this idea a couple of years ago, well, now probably three years ago, kind of reached out to my old friend. I was like, hey, do you want to do this? She's like, you know what? I don't. I was like, are you sure? Because I'm ready because I figured it out and I know what I want to do. So during the meantime, I'm I'll get back to like the formulation stuff. But I was like, okay, I'm ready now. I've got it. I figured it out. I've got the name. And she was like, go forth. I love you. And I was like, oh, God, now I got to do this alone. And I was like, okay. So I had come up with the name Micropause for a, a lot of different reasons um, in terms of, I love what it means, which is a micro pause, taking a micro pause. And my life yeah. is about micro pause and micro moments and micro naps and, you know, just little, little movements every day to move the needle, like small movements, mm-hmm. big change. And I teach my kids this all the time. I'm like, you just have to do like another five minutes of studying and you'll see by the end of the semester. So I really believe in this idea of like the micro moment. So of course, pause. And and then also the idea of at that time, I was also microdosing the other kind of mushrooms, which were really mm-hmm. interesting, and really helpful. And I kind of was watching how that whole space is the trajectory of that 
whole psilocybin space and wellness and kind of thinking, oh, this is interesting. Maybe one day, you know, actual um, psilocybin mushrooms can have a place in this wellness because it's been incredibly helpful for so many women going through perimenopause and just also just women of all ages and stress and motherhood. And so that was it. So then I kind of worked backwards looking at um, I knew I wanted to use functional mushrooms. Mm -hmm. Because I had, I was also for a while the managing editor of something called the chalk, the chalkboard, which is like, that's the next level. It's like the mecca of wellness. And, you know, being someone with groomed LA and, and chalkboard, you know, you get so much stuff sent to you, so many products, so many supplements. And I had started taking functional mushrooms. We're going to go back now to 2018. I started like playing with them. I was like, oh, wow, this lion's mane is really going to help me with my focus. Oh, wow, this chaga is going to help this cordyceps. And I was like, wait a minute. These are kind of like the mother load. So I started researching and speaking to formulators, et cetera, et cetera. And I was like, I'm going to make a gummy because I also don't like taking pills. So that's why the main thing is I want this whole line to be gummies. I love gummies. I hate pills. It's that simple. I like a little treat. And I was like, I'm going to start with like a functional mushroom gummy, really clean, really simple, just the mushrooms, not adding, you know, there's a lot of incredible herbs for, for, um, perimenopause. Like my sister-in-law cannot take any hormone replacement because she has, um, she gets aura migraines Mm -hmm. and she also has a blood pressure thing and a heart, uh, um, uh, she has a, um, anyway, the bottom line is she cannot take them. She just called me again. She's like, I went to another doctor with my heart risk or my this and that. And I was like, all right, we're going to, we're going to figure out what we're going to do for you because there are some herbs like black cohosh and red clover that are really specific, mm-hmm. uh, and incredible and in a ton of supplements. And I'm all for, I'm all for everything and anything. I don't believe that one brand is better than the other. I think they're all part of the toolkit. Do you know what I mean? For sure. But your specific handle has been very natural supplements versus prescription medical. It's it's all natural. That's your point of view. Well, my point of view is I really want to reach the women who were kind of like me back in 2018, mm. who were in perimenopause, like we're not ready to go on hormones. I was still getting my period. Although now the belief is you should be you know, if you're going to do hormone replacement therapy, the earlier, the better. Yeah. But back then, no one was talking about it. Not even my doctor. Mm-hmm. And even mm-hmm. now, like yeah. what to say to it. It was just very old school and just in a matter of, you know, six years. So there weren't a lot of options to be able to like take an easy thing to kind of like start to tamper the systems, to start to boost this time of life in a way that felt natural before the hormones. That being said, I'm on hormones. I still take my stuff every day. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, they're not a replacement. They're a buffer. You know, that being said, my sister-in-law, Chelsea, is like, I've got to come over. I got to get more of the mushrooms. She's like, when I don't take them, the brain fog, the focus, she's like, I swear by them. And I'm like, amazing. But I still want to talk about what's going to happen with the, the estrogen loss, because there's brain issues, dementia, you know, Alzheimer's, yeah. there's things that will, as like, I still want to work with you on like how you can address that because, you know, it's a little bit more profound what happens when you really, you know, lose your estrogen, but some mm. people cannot take hormones. So 
the symptoms that you had, you described the crazy sweating. Oh my God. What were the other symptoms that really impacted you that then you set out to solve? And then tell us about micropause and how it works and how it solves, you know, some of the symptoms. Because there's many. It affects women differently. Not every woman has all the symptoms. There's, there's obviously some, some prevailing ones. But tell yeah, us about your experience. They're, they're prevailing symptoms. And there's also every single person is different. Correct. There's yeah. women who have bleeding gums, um, ringing in the ears, frozen shoulder, incredible joint pain. Um, just to name a few that are sort of like not the sexy ones that we all talk about, the night sweats and the hot flashes. For me, I, by the way, the sheets, the so many sheets, I mean, a game changer for me because I had the most severe, when I tell you for years, and by the way, years even before perimenopause and no, no one could address it. Waking up drenched, wringing out sheets. I'm saying for years, <laughs> yeah. in my thirties. So it's weird that no doctor, they'd be like, ah, oh, it's stress. I'm like, it's not really that. Anyway. So for me, the night sweats, the hot flashes and the absolute like that, like forgetting what your word yes. is, like absolute brain fog, word on the tip of your tongue and not finding it. Like it's quite scary. It's a blank until you've gone through it, you and then my kids think I'm nuts. It's like you're mid-sentence and you just blanked out. What the hell is with the memory and the brain fog? Really weird. And I've done, you know, I've done sort of like just on myself, just preliminary sort of just as fun little tests where I don't take my mush. I don't do the mushroom gummy for like three weeks or a month and it starts to happen again. And then as soon as I start getting on those functional mushrooms, I'm clear as a bell. Um, there's a lot of studies about it. You can read about it. Um, and I encourage, you know, I, I really encourage people to like do the research and read because you know what? Also, not every, I, I met a woman who's like, oh, I'm allergic to shiitake. Like, you know, not everyone. Um, I met another woman who can't take ashwagandha because of another reason. Like, I really encourage people to do their research. And that's why on my website, I explain each I have like a kind of, I mean, I actually, you know, talk to my web developers. Like, you sure you want all this? I was like, I want it all. I break down every mushroom mm. and go into depth because you, there's a lot of mushroom gummy brands and, you know, people market it in different ways, like cordyceps, energy and chaga and focus. And, but I really want to speak to how they will specifically address what's going on in, in perimenopause and menopause and beyond. Um, so those are the big things for me mm. at that, at that stage. There's other things that happen that I've noticed things like joint pain and stuff that I do believe something like a testosterone can speak to that a little bit more clearly. Um, that being said, everything in, in my gummies is going to meet you at some, meet you at one symptom or another. Mm. Does that make sense? Uh, completely. And it has to be a bit versatile and adaptive based on what you're going through. So what's the lineup of micropause? Tell us more okay. about the sure. different supplements or what you would recommend. Okay. So we, well, we're about to debut a new gummy, but first we have okay. so much support, which is your 10 okay. functional mushrooms. Should I recite them? The, 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 the main super. Could you? Okay. I probably could. Going to almost like a test. Yeah, 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 yeah. Lion's mane, chaga, cordyceps, mataki, shiitake, white mushroom, mushroom, black fungus. Did I say reishi? Um, no, not yet. Reishi. Um, 
wood ear or that royal sun or wood ear is, is black fungus. I think that's it. Cordyceps. Did I say everything? Lion's mane. You did. Okay. So that is proof. And turkey deal. Well, your, your brain is crisp. You just like rhymed off 11 and a half different varieties of mushrooms. So that is and just for that. We all have to get on these things because I couldn't rhyme off the fibers in some of the PJs that we produce. I know it's depending hard. on the day. No, I get it. Mushrooms. And, I, yeah. and I work with, it's so funny. I work with another brand and, and, and she's always like talking about that. She's like, wait, what are the name? I mean, it's just the way, cause you're not, you're not in your formulation every minute. You're doing so much other work. And then I have something called girls gone mild, which is really ashwagandha based. Ashwagandha is incredible. Um, it reduces your cortisol. Cortisol is what Oof. creates stress, which creates the yeah. sweats the night sweats, the, lo- the, the lack of sleep. And even someone wrote me the other day, they said, you know, will this help with libido? And I said, look, I don't make a claim like, I mean, there are companies that claims like <laughs> yeah. enhanced libido. I, I I feel like it's a bit of, I just don't do that. I don't think it's, mm-hmm. I don't think it's right. However, there are many ashwagandha supplements that say it'll help with libido. And I said, here's what you're probably hearing about. When you're stressed out, you honestly are not, in the mood to have sex. Mm -hmm. You're not relaxed. You don't feel sexy. Um, You're overtaken by stress symptoms. So in that sense, but there are some studies you can find. And once again, like when you go to these studies, they always say, you know, not proven by blah, 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 blah. You know, there's studies um, that ashwagandha can help with libido. I don't make that claim because I don't know. I just, I just don't think it's strong enough. The science. Yeah. Um, what else? So that's like my real, you know, my main stress one. Mm-hmm. I take it all the time. I take more than it says on the bottle. Um, Good to know. <laughs> um, and then we have a new gummy coming out and I'm really going to kind of reach the sort of more physical symptoms. So not for physical, the more sort of outward symptoms of hair loss, brittle nails, collagen loss, um, hair strength, durability. So it's, I'm calling it a beauty gummy, but it's called all glown up. Love that. Yeah, that's good. And it's, it really is for like inner radiance and outer radiance. It's your biotin, your pava, your silicone, your it's, it's collagen. It's like a mega, mega beauty vitamin. And it's so good. And it's Mm. passion fruit nectar flavored. Yeah. I'm obsessed with it. And it's going to debut and, and we're, it, I, I need like a few more weeks, but I'll make sure to send that to you. Oh, we need. So yeah. you said something really interesting about the impact of stress. And I, it just, it struck me about how it's such a circular conversation. You're not sleeping. Then there's stress could breed anxiety. Is there depression? I'm losing my hair. I'm gaining weight. I'm more depressed. Then I'm ruminating at night about all the things. I feel gross. I don't have a good memory. I'm blanking on my words. Like it, it, it's all multifactorial and connected. So if you can address even a bit of a smidge of the stress, a smidge of the sleep, Oh, I'm not losing my hair. Like if you can just even course correct some of these things, exactly. your overall wellness has got to yeah. be a little bit better. And, and also, yeah. And people would say like, oh, this is going to help with weight loss. I'm like, well, not really. But if you're not stressed out, maybe you're, you're not. And, and by the way, when I say stressed out, it feels so trite. But when you're not really experiencing stress from not being able to me- remember a word, like that's stressful. Oh, yeah. I don't really mean like pulling your hair. Like, oh my God, like people think of stress as like, the stress emoji stress comes Mm -hmm. from not feeling like yourself. 
right? Right. Right. And then you start eating. So, so it is all like a symbiotic relationship. Mm -hmm. So the more we can like tamper down those symptoms and, you know, hold on, like, you know, some people have written that, oh my God, I've never slept better. And I'm like, that's amazing. But everyone has something it's, and also because adaptogens work in your body, they're Mm -hmm. kind of like little magicians and they kind of go where they need to go. So if sleep is really an issue, it'll kind of like work in those departments a little bit. Right. Yeah. So I want to shift gears for a moment just to talk about the subtext of some of the conversations we're having with our community that I've kind of always had because our brand servicing menopausal women is 11 years old. So that is that is deep into underground conversations, not a sexy story. Major um, influential women were calling in samples of our PJs, but they wouldn't talk about it because they didn't want to raise their hand and go, I'm getting older, I'm in menopause. So the subtext of shame and how that manifests, especially in the world you live, Emily, I can't imagine Los Angeles actress, the home of the the beautiful people that care about wellness. Everyone looks incredible. Everyone's young. That's this mythical take on LA. Tell us about your experience in the public eye with menopause and, and shame. Obviously a great conversation. And I've never experienced it more than when I came out with this line, because I would send it to my girlfriends who are 46, 48, maybe just starting. And they're like, thank you. I freaking love it. Can you, can you give me some more? But they would not post about it. Crazy. They did not. They have a voice and an audience. But I understand like some of them, because a couple of girlfriends are like on, they're playing beautiful women on TV shows and, and I get it. They're still like sex symbols or whatever. They don't want to have that light or they're single and they're dating and they don't, it's so unsexy. I understood that. In fact, when I was, you know, as I've been, you know, on Instagram with Micropause, I've noticed some really interesting things because I almost feel like your first year in business and what I'm learning is almost like R and D, like who's my customer, who am I speaking to? Um, is my brand reaching them? Should I, do I need to tweak some things? And I actually have done a lot of tweaking for many reasons as I've kind of like evolved. We're not quite at the year mark yet. Um, I noticed when I first came out and I was really leading with this tagline, your daily dose for modern menopause. Oh, <laughs> that was so no, thank sexy. you. Not I was not sexy, but I was not getting like followers. Hmm. even girlfriends, like they were like, oh, I'm going to follow menopause brand. And then I was checking on the algorithm. Like I've had to play a lot with, to the point where I would be on the phone with Meta for days on end. I'm like, why, <laughs> why, why am I being shadow banned? Like, is it because of mushrooms? I'm not selling psilocybin. Um, is it menopause? Like, is that a health claim? Like you can't make a health claim. There are all these crazy little things that I've been playing with and tweaking. And then I'm using the word midlife and then I took it out and then I wrote Perry and I've been playing around with it. Um, And I feel like as much as you and I, and some of these other amazing brands that are out there that are really speaking to women in this category, the general public, the general customer, I don't know what I mean. I don't even know what I'm saying when I say general, I mean, we've not caught up with it. We're in the zeitgeist and we're in this mm-hmm. midlife zeitgeist and all the women that I've talked to and c- the community on Instagram that I love. And I'm obsessed with all these women. We're talking about it vocally and shamelessly, but society or culturally, it hasn't caught up with us. This sort of like laissez faire attitude about it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. 
And I want to get those women because I want them to know, like, this is cool. Like, you can be in perimenopause and menopause and be like a total baddie, as the kids say. You know, it doesn't mean you're, you know, and that's, of course, the, the, the story that we're always amplifying. Like, we're just beginning. Like, this is the time of my life. I just started a, this kind of business in my late 50s, you know. Um, but but that is something that I don't think we've kind of um culturally has not caught up with how we feel about it, which is like, why is it any different than talking about your period or sex or any other female? Now, let's break that down. Why is that with the world we live in, with the type of content we can consume, all the different platforms, every single woman's going to go through this. Why the hell is this still rooted? There's some stigma in... Um, an underground conversation. Well, it goes back, I think, to some kind of like archetypes of the old crone, um, the woman, you know, and I believe it's it's in certain Eastern cultures where they call it um, the second spring, which is so beautiful. Mm-hmm. And I almost like almost like love that name. Yeah, name. that's a positive so, take on oh it. Oh my God, the second spring and the older the elders are revered. Mm-hmm. It's just this, it's here in America and I'm sure you guys are in Canada, but you know, yeah. It's just how we view women, unfortunately, not we, but it's just what has happened culturally with women and aging versus men and aging. It's just, it's insane. It's absolutely backwards and bananas. So if menopause is going to be associated with sort of the end of the fertility, the end of life. Right. Lots of work to be done. I think we have a theory. It starts with our general practitioners, just our family doctor, when we go to them and and all the women that I've spoke to about this, they are either told, as you've said, it's stress or suck it up or, um, you know, just work out more or whatever it is. There is not more than the stats I've heard is eight hours of conversation through med school about menopause until foundationally that changes and becomes curriculum and a focus on the medical side, how are we going to make progress? Well, of course. And that's why there's some incredible, like Dr. Suzanne Gilbert lens, like there's some incredible doctors who are really, you know, becoming, spending time making content on Instagram, you know, Dr. Marie Mm. Clara Haver, like who are really doing the work and doing a service. Um, Not only are they seeing their patients, but they're actually working hard to get vocal and loud and talk about, you know, educating other doctors. That's 100% correct. They get a very limited, um, uh, dialectic on it. Not to mention, I'll tell you a really funny story. I brought my daughter in who's 17 to this doctor the other day, this whatever doctor that was assigned to us. And I said, um, I gave her some blood work that we had because she has acne and my incredible doctor, uh, this woman, uh, Christy kid PA here in Los Angeles. So before we put her on Accutane, let's get her blood work. Cause I suspect she has an androgen issue. Hmm. Lo and behold, this is just kind of ties all in. I get her blood work. Her DHEA is off the charts. It's 654. It should be like 50. Wow. So we put her on this other medication and everything's clearing up mood, depression, mood. It can be bipolar, all these symptoms just from hormones, just a hormone out of whack. So I take this blood work to this doctor here 
And I said, can you look at this? Like we also, you know, I've been told from some of like my insider friends, she could have PCOS. Let's check okay. for it. The androgen, the little bit of hair, the mood, the acne. And he goes, I give him the paper. I said, what do you think of this number? He goes, I don't know anything about that. I was like, okay, I can't speak to that. I'm like, no, I know you can't, I, but like, I know you didn't order the blood work, but like, what, what do you think about that number? He's like, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know anything about, I don't know anything about that. I'm like, what do you mean? Crazy. It goes, I don't know. I've men 55 and over ED. You want to talk about testosterone? I know about testosterone. I was like, I literally started calling him Mr. Instead of doctor, because yeah, you're, you can't call yourself a doctor. Like I was talking to someone at a bus stop. Right. And you can't speak to, he goes, PCOS. Uh, I don't know anything about it. I know about the woman's body. Uh, you got to go to uh, Arizona or San Francisco. I was like, wait, I'm sorry. I have to go to San Francisco, Arizona to talk, to get to, for you to ask you to do a blood panel. I don't know how to do that. I, to, then I started, I was looking at my daughter. We were kind of cracking up and I'm thinking, oh my God, I'm leaving this office immediately. And then I said, what about testosterone in women? I go, well, don't hormones rule all? And he goes, <laughs> no. And I look at Ari, I'm like, don't. Now I'm like, you're poisoning my daughter. And then I said, um, what about testosterone in women? And he's like, I, I n- never heard of it. I mean, it was just a crime. But this is a basic LA. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was shocking. I think that's a great takeaway also for our listeners and viewers. Anything's up, get your blood work, insist on a full panel because there's some indicators that doctors do request on requisitions, get a full panel, understand your hormones. It's so important. And thank God you you went through that with your daughter to get to the bottom of it. it Or she'd be on Accutane. Yeah. And it was from this wonderful, you know, uh, um, woman out here who has nothing to do with uh, being a sort of primary physician mm-hmm. anyway. But, but it was more about like, uh, I, I really was just speaking to you about how many doctors don't even have any training in hormones unless you see right. a specialist. There's some right. great podcasts I've listened to also about that. But uh, yeah, I, I, I think in the next 10 years, it will be shifting. From what well, I let's it's it's people like you. It's just getting the content out there and being brave enough to talk about it. So we're we're grateful for that. Um, one last kind of conversation I want to have and and expose our listeners to something really special that you can bring to the table, which is you are on the inner circle of the coolest beauty wellness trends. You can find it all on, on Groomed LA. Tell us from like an inner circle under the covers point of view, what are some really interesting self-care practices, um, resources, products um, that you've uncovered that are not just trends, but really important things to help women's lives? What are some of those things? Oh, absolutely. And things that you could do at home and things that you could just shop on Amazon or um, I know the power of infrared is really mm. important for reducing inflammation, okay. which is a big thing in our years, especially when they talk about, um, you know, gut inflammation mm-hmm. and visceral fat. And I'm not saying it's going to do anything for visceral fat, but inflammation is an issue. So, you know, there's infrared blankets. I actually bought one on Amazon. It was great, but then it broke and I sent it back, <laughs> but I was doing it and it was incredible. I think higher dose makes one. Um, oh, and is that, is that infrared saunas too, or blankets or saunas, face masks? But, but very few people can, you know, have an infrared sauna in your house. You can actually buy a yeah. blanket for 
some invest in a blanket and do that a few times a week. That's incredible. Amazing. Um, and yes. And there are infrared. I mean, I've got like all these masks here. Um, you know, they're great for skin inflammation and call you know, all the things. So I do believe that that's really powerful. Um, just like a little sort of like inside healing that you can do that maybe you wouldn't be thinking about. Um, there's a lot of power in, I don't do this, but I know this, there's a lot of power in doing, you don't have to do an ice bath, but there's a lot of um, healing to be done. Once again, speaking back to inflammation um, with ice baths, you don't have to take an ice bath. Just turn your shower on for 60 seconds at the end. You can bear it. I do not like it, but it's also part of, well, I think it's part of the thing is working through that. You know, I'm also like, um, I also train, I'm also a trainer. I teach Mm -hmm. a, a class. And what I tell my, my clients is, you know, this isn't about like, getting a slimmer waist. I was like, if you're here to like, for me to measure your arms for summer, you know, strapless dresses, that's not for, that's not what I do. I want you yeah. to feel good in your body. Um, I want you to feel um, empowered in your body. Um, so that being said, part of that is like working through the resistance of discomfort. So I, I try mm-hmm. to teach that a lot. So I know that with the ice bath, it really is so much of like, you know, a mental acuity, like really strengthening that capacity to expand and create space for discomfort. And as we're going through so much discomfort, you know, um, so I would say that's probably a little biohack. Um, I'm trying to think what else. You know, obviously just like the basics, like just tons of water, really staying incredibly hydration is so, so, so vital for everything, for your electrolyte balance, for feeling, you know, I tell my kids that I'm like, you've got to be drinking water. You're taught, you're this, this is, this is like a hydration. Like you're not drinking enough water. I mean, really basic. It's almost like water is everything. It's almost like what you're, and, and of course, sleep, sleep hygiene, number one. So (laughs) I mean, sleep and you got to work at sleep the same way you work at getting your exercise in. Like I, mm. sometimes I'll be up really late working and I'm, you know, and for the past two nights, I'm like, it's nine 30. I'm like, I got to power down. I'm going to power down. I could keep going for three hours, but I'm going to force myself to get in bed, make it mm. quiet, no screens. I mean, sleep is everything. Sleep is you've got to treat sleep. Like it's a workout. <laughs> Sleep is the deal breaker or it can, it can make or break your day. And we talk about that all the time on our pro- production or who we are as humans is so measured by the quality of our sleep. So I love that you threw that in there and I didn't even ask you in advance well, um, no, to make sure. sure we talk about that. Well, I have my pajamas and let me tell you, when I put on my pajamas, the ritual begins. I treat it as a ritual. Love and, that. Oh, that's I love thing. that. Oh my gosh. Sorry. That's the whole important thing with micro pause. I, um, it, to me, I, I want, I, on the homepage of our website, I created this ritual, although it's going to be moving cause I'm adding a new product, but the idea of ritualizing your wellness. So it becomes, like I said, like a ritual. So for example, like take your gummies and take your micro pause and like, I know it's just a gummy. You don't have to overthink it, but just like take a moment, <laughs> have an amazing day, whatever it is, as ever as corny, take a breath. Like, don't just like shove your pills down and take all, you know, t- be mindful. I think that sense of presence and intention really is helpful. And it also just makes you feel good. And also, so with, with sleep, I treat it as a ritual. I take a shower, I do a little lavender in my bath. 
I don't put on the cold water. I probably should. And then I put on my PJs, my cozy PJs that I have, that your PJs. And the ritual has begun. And then everything. I love that. I'm dying for that. It's this self-care ritual that you have just described. The biggest takeaway from our our conversation together. It's women investing and taking the time to feel worthy of a self-care ritual that starts with all the things I, I, yeah, and it doesn't, that. and it doesn't have to be a whole thing. You don't have to log into mm-hmm. a class and it can be the look <laughs> like, that's what a micro pause is. And, and, oh, and I'm, oh, I'm also going to have you come be on my blog. Cause I asked these amazing women, like, how do you take, what's your midlife micro pause? And some people are just like, it's just like going and washing my face. Mm-hmm. Like it could be, it doesn't have to be, um, it could be taking a walk around the block without your cell phone for five minutes, just this little moment. It does, you know, I think we get women start to feel guilty about taking time for mm. ourselves. We yeah. think we have to carve it in or it can't, or if I don't have it, it's not going to happen at all. Like, for example, I might not have time for my workout today, but I know I need to do something just to feel good. I'm going to find 20 minutes to do a little something just going to find that 20 minutes, you know, some people meditate, whatever it is, but you also can do a micro tiny ritual, mm-hmm. even like I said, like putting on the pajamas, it's my symbol. I'm like, okay, now I'm going to shift. I'm saying goodbye to that chapter of the day. I'm entering a new chat. Like it's just little ways to zhuzh your, zhuzh your day and make you feel good. It's a micro moment. Micro moment. Oh, Emily Wagner, the world needs more of you. That's for sure. You are the highlight of our month around here. Um, So inspirational. Uh, Your glow, which now at the beginning of the podcast, it's like you need to know what's on your skin, but it's coming from within. And uh, you're a really special woman. Thank you. I mean, I don't mean to be corny and I don't mean to be cheesy and salesy, but it really is all glown up. I swear, I've been taking them for a year while I've been getting them ready and my hair, I mean, I'm 57. Like I've got a lot of, I didn't have all this hair. I didn't have all this hair. Like, we, need, we need the all glown up. Oh, you're getting a stat to, to quote ER. <laughs> oh my God. Thank you so much. I love being on this. This is the best. This is awesome. We we loved it. We'll do this again. And we, we want to talk to you about yeah. doing menopause parties, like live events, Done. rallying these, you know, very cool brands that are devoted to changing women's lives. I think we have an obligation, you and I, to open up the conversation and destigmatize it. Let's let that be our work together. It's, it's, it's on. I've, I've got my uh, PowerPoint. It's right, it's right there. <laughs> Where's that deck? <laughs> got my deck. I've got my deck. Um, <laughs> roll. so much. Thank you. And, Outstanding. Um, yeah. Take care. Mwah. Okay. Bye, bye. Bye. Thank you for everything. Bye. Thank you for joining us on this episode of the Sweaty Pillow Podcast. Remember, you're not alone in this journey. We're here for you every step of the way. Together, we'll continue to learn, grow, and thrive through menopause and beyond. Be sure to subscribe for more empowering conversations and practical insights. Until next time, take care, stay strong, and keep embracing the wisdom of this menopausal adventure.